Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the LaughSpin podcast. My name is Mike, and on the other side of the coin, in a faraway land, Dylan Godino, editor-in-chief, LaughSpin.com. Hey, buddy. On the other side of the coin, I think yeah. you, I think not only did you mix metaphors, but I don't know what happened. Is your yeah. brain okay? Yeah, we're good. We're good. It's coming together. We're good? It's coming together. We'll get it. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. You look good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I've been working out, you know, doing stuff. So welcome back to the Laugh Spin podcast. And uh, also, too, if you're listening to us on allthingscomedy.com, thank you very much. Uh, we have a couple things going on with All Things Comedy. Uh, a lot of things, as a matter of fact. There's uh, free tickets to Al Madrigal's Comedy Central hour taping in Austin, Texas. That's happening Thursday, October 25th at the uh, Moody Theater. Tickets going quick. So if you're in Austin, jump on these now. Look at the top of the page at almadrigal.com. That's A-L-M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L.com. Click on the link and you're in. That's awesome. Also, Ari Shafir and Tom Segura have some new albums out on iTunes. Ari's Revenge for the Holocaust and Tom's Girls with Cornrows. They're on iTunes right now. Go get them. Go download them. They're both fun. They're both funny, and you will love them. Those are on iTunes. And, of course, Bill Burr's book, Cheat, A Man's Guide to Infidelity, on Amazon and all of the great places to go to get books barnes and noble but uh, amazon is the place to be you can find all of this on allthingscomedy.com our lovely partner there thank you very much all things comedy dylan anything to add from the all things comedy universe as we are now no i think i think we're good i i think we're good we should mention that bill co-wrote that book with uh, joe DeRosa and robert kelly of course of course but of course you already knew that listener because you are well informed because this is the last spin podcast all right man let's get to it shall we we got some news to get into absolutely very exciting week in, in comedy mike comedy news very 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 exciting including our first item up for bids and that would be louis ck hosting snl on november 3rd awesome awesome this is uh this is the night i'm getting married as a matter of fact is it really yeah Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> you're you're totally gonna miss it though. I'm gonna miss it, but it's not doesn't matter. I will uh, TiVo it and have it ready for me when I uh, I get back. <laughs> all married up. You'll be all married up. Yeah. So this is this is pretty exciting. Do you have any? Uh, I I posted. There's there really wasn't too much to say about it. Yeah. Other than it's awesome. Sure. So, uh, but we had to cover it in, in some way on LaughSpin.com, of course. So I just, I posted an open thread. So I put it out to the uh, the community there. Uh, you know, what type of things do you want to see from Louis C.K. on SNL? Uh, what are you expecting? So uh, I'll put it to you, Mike. What, what do you think will go down and, and, and what do you expect SNL has in store for Louis? Wow. Um he just does not strike me as the sketch comedy type. I mean, he you yeah. know, did the Lucky Louie thing. I, I expect a lot of lovable loser stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of lovable loser characters and sketches. Um, you know, maybe throw out a line here or there. He may, you know, 
I think I think we've discussed this before. He's he's gotten to the 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 point where he's kind of showing respect to a lot of people around him. He's not quite saying ah fuck all of it anymore. So he's not right. necessarily right. that he's Hollywood, but uh, he he'll definitely be respectful. So I don't see him like purposefully blowing a sketch. He's <laughs> <laughs> saying this sucks. Um, but if he does, shit, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I've seen that since Do like you- Andy Kaufman. Do you think there's a uh, do you think there's a Louis parody in this episode? A Louis parody? Wow. I don't know. How would you even do that? I don't know. Is it well? Do you think the show's well known enough that SNL could pull off uh, a take on Louis? I don't think so. I, I you know I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not. I, yeah, I don't know. And plus the cast, I'm not really sure. You know, you're not really sure what the capabilities of the cast are and the writers are yet. So it's I don't know. right. It's it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. It's, it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be, it's either gonna be really good or it's gonna bomb completely. And he'll yeah. he'll openly admit that the next day. Right, <laughs> right. Or he'll tweet it immediately after. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like, "Well, that was awful. Sorry." He'll just like apologize for weeks on end. Right. <laughs> I also I I have this very kind of comical vision in my head where Louis freaks out because he has no control over the writing mm. or the uh, or the directing or anything like that. Uh, do you think he's gonna do you think he's gonna co-write any of his sketches? Like pull a power move, you mean? No, 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 no. Just like I could I could maybe picture like Seth Meyer saying, Hey, do you wanna do you wanna write a sketch? Oh, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um yeah, I could see him doing one of those. I could see him. I could definitely see him throwing in, uh, you know, maybe one of those digital shorts and have him do one of his famous videos. Like, remember the one where uh, he steals the ice cream cone from the kid and then gets on the helicopter and flies away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see him like throwing something in like that in. Uh, have they? But they haven't been doing. Uh, I haven't been watching the last two weeks. They haven't been doing digital shorts because Andy Samberg has gone, right? Right, they haven't been doing them from Andy Sandberg, but they've they could you know they could still do stuff like that. Right, right, right. Gotcha. So I could I could see I could totally because Louis's been doing movies like that forever, so I could see him totally having something in even in the can already. That's like, hey, throw this in. Right, right. Yeah, that'd be cool. Exclusive video content. Sure. So uh, I'll be uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing that upon my return. It'll be great. Yeah, your life is over. <laughs> jk (laughs) jk all right dude let's get into this next thing because i'm 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 pretty pumped uh negatively i'm what's the opposite of pumped unpumped deflated 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 i will (laughs) very good i will uh, i will intro and i'm gonna throw it to you because i want to hear your opinion uh guys with kids the nbc series gets a re-up and still no word on community dylan why are you deflated what is going on uh, this is my andy rooney se- segment what is going on at nbc uh seriously though seriously what is going on at nbc so last week nbc um kicked animal practice to the curb that was their uh one of their other freshman comedies with justin kirk who played a veterinarian so that was doing pretty shitty in the ratings. so they got rid of that understandable this show guys with kids 
was doing three tenths uh, of a of a rating percentage better than uh, Animal Practice, and yet it survives. The reason, of course, is because Jimmy Fallon produces it and co-created the show. So that's got to be the reason it's still there because its ratings were barely better than Animal Practice. And I mean, so there's that. And then, like you said, there's still absolutely no word on Community. They were supposed to premiere on October 19th. That didn't happen. Uh, Whitney was also supposed to premiere on October 19th. That didn't happen. However, now Whitney is taking the spot of animal practice so they're all good for their second season but community's fourth season is still not who knows who knows what's what's happening i hope that what's happening is that they're talking to netflix and making some sort of deal i know i've said this before i sound like a broken record but that's what i i, I truly hope that that's happening that they're gonna just have the fourth season exclusively on netflix arrested development style yeah, perhaps, and and that's uh, that was pretty much the the guess going into it, uh, going into the season, just because of the you know depleted creative team and the haphazard writing thrown uh, th- writing team thrown together, and you know not sure if the even all of the stars were coming back with the whole Chevy debacle and right. Yeah, there's this newest thing that just came out yesterday about him him on uh, him throwing some slurs out on on set and honestly it was kind of taken out of oh yeah context oh absolutely yeah i'm glad you said that yeah so uh you know that yeah that 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 whole thing so it it, it's kind of uh you know it's kind of lost its place and it's definitely losing momentum but at the same time the people that are diehards about it on the internet are just keeping it alive as much as possible with the you know chatter and 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 hearsay and and all that jazz so well i will see we'll we'll see um the the team though doesn't seem to be taking it too hard as they put together a little video uh to kind of poke fun at the whole thing and uh whether or not they're coming back or when they were supposed to come back and so forth um we have the audio for that would you like to hear it sir yeah this is this is for anybody who hasn't uh, seen this definitely go to laughspin.com and check out the video it's hilarious but it's almost as hel- yeah it, i mean the audio still still works so uh yeah let's listen to this red leather yellow leather red leather yellow troy and i'm in the morning don't you guys usually do your fake morning show during the actual morning welcome to our fourth season we spoke to the powers that be and we agreed to premiere on october 19th what powers that be just the two of you pretending to have a show. Sometimes it feels that way. Uh, hard oh, truth. No. Honestly, we don't do it for them. We do it for the fans. I'm a flash mob. <laughs> but even though the powers that be agreed to put the premiere on October 19th, they couldn't decide where to put October 19th. Should it be in the fall? Should it be in the spring? Why not put October 19th on the 19th of October? That would be logical, Britta, but wrong. You see, they explained to us that October 19th isn't just a date. It's a state of mind. At first, we were like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. But then we were like, Wait a minute. They explained to us that October 19th is a feeling within us all. Whenever a kitten tries to crawl into a cardboard box on YouTube. That's October 19th. Whenever a stranger reaches out his hand to another stranger and says, hello, brother. Oh, that's October 19th? Yep. And when this great nation of ours celebrates its independence on the 4th of July. That's October 19th. Annie. What? I'm a longtime viewer, sometime co-host. So yeah, well, we may not know when we're going to air exactly on the calendar. Rest assured, when we do, it'll be October 19th. In here. 
So remember, while this move seems illogical, just trust us that the minds behind this shift know exactly what they're doing. Guys, Annie's boobs wanted her own show, and I said yes! So from all of us to all of you... Happy October 19! <laughs> nope, not that, good friends. Troy and Abed airing someday! <laughs> That's awesome. That's great because it's uh, it's very tongue in cheek and and uh, the the whole thing at the end with the, the dean. Yeah, they wanted they wanted to do Annie's boobs, which is the monkey on the show, wanted to have his own show, and he said yes. <laughs> right, and that 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 was the, also the monkey on Animal Practice. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, that uh, makes I, it even better. Yep, yep. That monkey starred on Animal Practice. That's hilarious. Okay, there we go. There you go. That's that's so great. Yeah. So uh, we'll, well, I don't know. We'll see with community. God, I feel like we're saying that every freaking week at this point. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but all right, what are you gonna do? Uh, here's another one. That how about how about you? Th- how about you read this one and then I'll throw my opinion at it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I don't. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So community is not happening yet. But Ghostbusters 3 is... It's going to start shooting in summer, but without Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, why? The, 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 the question is why. Uh, you know, Dan Aykroyd, Hal Ramis, Sigourney Weaver, all on board. Um, apparently, so is Ernie Hudson, which I don't know why he wasn't in the, in the, hot, in the headline of all this stuff. He's still, <laughs> after all these years, he's still like... Sec- like you know, second tier Ghostbuster. Yeah. He's one of the four. Come on, everybody, relax. Absolutely. <laughs> Ivan Reitman is directing. Bill Murray not in it, uh, but they also are going to be throwing in. Uh, oh, oh, Annie Potts also comes back. Um, th- where? <laughs> what? Well, uh, this this uh, is just. This, I don't know. Disgust in your uh, voice. I know. There's so much disgust. Anna Faris, Eliza Dushku. Okay, great on the eyes. Anna Faris, very funny. What what's happening? What why why is it? Why are they in it? What's the deal? Why you know are they the new Ghostbusters? Is, is it all girls? It all girls Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters, yay! Pink power. I don't I don't get it. I don't center around the founders of the ghost catching agency, teaching a new generation of wannabe heroes. It's been twenty three years since Ghostbusters two debuted. That's Ghostbusters two, folks, not Ghostbusters right. one. Um. I don't know. Aykroyd, I think, is off his rocker a little bit, to be to be completely honest. Yeah, probably. Sure. He's a little bit off his rocker. He he really wants this to happen. Really, really wants this to happen. Reitman, I think, really wants this to happen only because he hasn't... I mean, he's... Ivan Reitman has directed some amazing and uh, terrible movies at the same time. He's like... You know, you if you look at his resume, it's it's impressive, but then below par as well at, at times. So, um, he definitely wants this to happen because this makes him, you know, back on top again, at least in some regard, bring him bringing it all back. I don't know. I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of this, dude. I think Bill Murray's kind of right um, that nobody really wants to see the old. Ghostbusters running around, old men running around being Ghostbusters, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. What what is this? I'm looking on his uh, IMDb IMDb page now. He's producing something. 
Is there, what the hell? Is this a movie? A Baywatch movie? Ivan Reitman? Yeah. Yeah, there's a Baywatch movie happening. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's done uh, some crap, man. There's some crap in that that uh, resume. The funny thing is, though, Bill Murray has signed on for that movie. Really? No. <laughs> that, would be, that would be awesome. You though. really got me on that one. And he's he's also producing something called oh my oh my oh god he's doing triplets yeah oh yeah with Schwarzenegger Eddie Murphy and Danny DeVito yes oh wow yeah there's a lot of crap there wow <laughs> just going back to that well as much as possible oh. So. Yeah, so we'll see uh, if this is going to be a, a complete train wreck that I expect it to be. So, and thus, you know, tarnishing yet another one of my childhood memories. <laughs> um, all right, uh, this is. Uh, I'm glad we you uh, we we're finding out a little bit more about this, and I would like you to go into it a little bit more. Uh, Ralphie May, as you may have heard on a previous show he checked himself into rehab recently and um had a little bit to say about it on twitter um we you know we wished him the, we wished him well and now finally he's coming out and saying a little bit more about his uh his predicament dylan yeah on the on the latest episode of he does a podcast called the perfect 10 with his wife lana turner and uh, there was a he he had called into a, a local uh, Kansas I believe it, yeah Kansas City radio show uh, kind of explaining why it, why it was he was going into rehab and basically it's it's for his weight and just to get his mind clear um, so but this is what he said he said I'm 400 something pounds and I'm tired I'm in a ton of pain but I'm really tired we're taking positive steps. Uh, I'm going to a mental place. I'm going to work on my mind and go through all of the stuff that messed me up as a kid growing up. Um, and then he continues, uh, and he, he makes a really good point here. Look, comedians aren't cut from silk. I'm really funny, which means I'm really messed up. I've got like three dates I have to take a break and go do because I'll get sued. Uh, he's talking about some some Vegas dates that he is going to take a break from uh, this rehab facility to do uh, his Vegas dates. Um, but yeah, uh, what else does he say? Quote, I'm trying to get a grip on this and make my life better because my wife and children deserve a husband that doesn't hurt all the time and can be more active and get control over my weight. I think if I fix my head, the weight will follow. That's what I'm working on. That's what's important to me. Nice, nice. Well, you know what, man? I, I'm Again, I, I think we said this the first time I'm, I'm really happy for the guy because he's, you know, he's taking, he's taking his life into his own hands finally. And he's like, you know what? This is, is enough's enough. Enough's enough. It's not going to be a quick fix. It's going to be something that I'm going to have to work at. And I'm doing it not just for myself, but for the people that I love and people that love me. So it's going to be great. I, I think, you know, I, I think he's on the, uh, the right path and I, I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, it's just, it's just going to be, you know, uh, a tough road ahead, but nothing but the best for Ralphie because he's he's a really really nice guy. Uh, you know, like I said, I've I've met him before. He's just he's a really really nice guy. So, and he's very busy. He's always he's he's he makes himself. He yeah, work, he works very hard. He he really does. He's got something like uh, I'm gonna blow it, but I wrote it in one of the articles. He's put out like I want to say like five hour specials 
in uh, I I don't know how many years, but it's like it's it's more. It's not that he released more specials than any other comedian. Obviously, that that's not the case. But he released more in a short amount of time than anybody else. I'm pretty sure that that's. But the point is, is he's he's fucking crazy. He's gotta he's gotta he's gotta take some time off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, best to Ralphie. Best to Ralphie. Uh, Judd Apatow to edit Vanity Fair's first ever comedy issue. What's all? What's what's all this then? What's this about? What's all this then? Yeah, this is uh, just like I mean this this always I whenever I hear about a, a you know a mainstream publication's comedy issue, it's always bittersweet to me because it's like that's awesome. You know, comedy you know is getting respected as you know uh, an, an art form, but it's just so like having launched this site in two thousand five. I just think it's it's so hilarious. Everybody has a fucking comedy issue now. Rolling Stone, Spin, uh, GQ, as I think as Esquire. Now uh, it's Vanity Fair. Every mainstream publication, every music publication, has a comedy issue because now they know that it's fucking marketable and that people want to know about it. And all of a sudden, it's like everybody gives a shit about comedy. Right. So. You know, that being said, with all of the publications that do put stuff out, which who do you think, other than LastBin.com, obviously, because mm. they do it right, mm-hmm. who do you think uh, has their shit together when it comes to their comedy issues? Like, who do you think really takes the time to not only mention the ones that everybody knows, but dig a little deeper and get into the people that truly do make us laugh but you may not know their names uh off off the top of your head i mean honestly i i haven't spent enough time on any one of the comedy issues to register a uh you know an opinion I, I because they come out and i mean maybe this is bad from a journalistic standpoint but like they come out i glance at the cover and i'm like yeah fuck this because it's like stuff i think i i think i looked at rolling stones last uh, last year and oh fuck maybe it wasn't Rolling Stone Aziz Ansari was on the cover so maybe that was Spin was that Spin I don't know Patton Oswalt I think guessed that it did uh, a Spin comedy issue um, but you know it's like kind of the same old shit like John Mulaney Morgan Murphy uh, you know th- those type of comedians who are all amazing but you know we've we've been you know we interviewed Morgan we've been talking about Morgan for you know five years We've been talking about John Mulaney for five years. We've, you know, but whatever. I mean, I, I mean, I sound, I sound like a bitter asshole. But it's no, like... no, but it, no, but it, it, there, there's some levity in it in, in the fact that, you know, you, you're right. And it just, it just seems so, it just makes everything seem so lame, so fucking lame when it comes to the stuff that everybody points to as, oh, if you want to know what's going on in blank you go to Rolling Stone or you go to, you know, these main sites, Maxim Magazine or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Right. And yet, they're, if they're so far behind on all of these up-and-coming, quote-unquote, comics, right? like, how can they, how can you, how can you expect them to be with the curve when it comes to whatever their actual focus is, whether it be music or movies or whatever? Well, Do you know what I mean? Well, because because they have they have an out. If they're not 
if they're not on the cutting edge of comedy, they have an out. Their out is, hey, this is this isn't our purview. This isn't this isn't what we do. You know, we're just having we're just having fun with with comedy right now. So that that's kind of how. The, but my point yeah. is, is that okay? Great, you you have an out, but you're still a you're 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 still a. Uh, you're still you're still a piece of journalism you're still (laughs) you know like that's you're calling yourself you're having you're having the comedy issue right and you yeah and you're trying to give it that rolling stone stamp of approval so what's to say that your rolling stone stamp of approval all the other times for music is that much better I, i you know i would say you could probably i mean you're you were you were a music guy before you were a comedy guy yeah. How how out of date? How far you know far back or 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 um, uh, behind the times are they when it comes to music? You know something. I'll just take Rolling Stone just because we've mentioned it. Right. You, you know are they are are they up to date or are they ahead of the curve or you think that they're also a little lazy when it comes to that? No, I mean you know listen. Uh, each each one of those magazines has their own. Um, you know they have their own audience. So, I mean, you know, Rolling Stone is basically they cover pop music. So anything that's super popular, that's what's, you know, that's what they're going to they're going to blow out. And I've certainly seen reviews uh, in Rolling Stone that surprised me uh, where, you know, it was like, wow, they I can't believe they actually did a 150 word review on this artist because I didn't think they would care about them. So, I mean, you know, I, I. uh, not that I get Rolling Stone every every week, but I think they do. I think they do a good job. And um, I don't know. It's just it just seems disingenuous. I know I'm thinking about this way too much, but like this is what I do, so it's it's what I obsess over. I, it just seems disingenuous because it's like they're doing it because it'll because obviously they think it's there's a market and they think it'll sell. Uh, they're not, you know. It, it just seems so weird. It's like you have this. You know, a, a magazine like Spin or Rolling Stone, uh, I think it's, I think it's more disingenuous because they they are a music magazine. Vanity Fair is sort of like a general, uh, it's like a general arts magazine. So like, I I get that how you know the the, the segue into doing a comedy issue is a little bit more organic. But I mean, you know that it's like you know. I don't know, like, uh, it just, it just seems so disingenuous and so forced. It's like, all we do all year is cover music. Now we're going to do a comedy issue. Why would you, why do a comedy issue? You're not a comedy magazine. You, you do music. That's, that's like, I mean, I was thinking about this before. It's like, I'm going to do, we're going to do a whole, you know, we're going to do a whole month on music and start talking about like the white stripes and like the, the black keys and and other you color know, band names and <laughs> and like beyonce and like be like hey do you like good pop music or here's you should listen to beyonce you know because i mean that that that's like the equivalent right it's like rolling stone saying hey this is louis ck like yeah the, the guy we've been saying is one of the best comics in the world since 2005 yes yeah and, louis CK. and it also always seems that uh you know, if it, does, it doesn't matter if it's a magazine or a website or or whatever, it always seems that if stuff like this, they try to branch out into all these different areas. They try to kind of be all things for all people, whether it's politics or 
or music or whatever. Right. They always seem to be really, uh, really fall flat on at least one, if not numerous of these subjects. They can't, they can't seem to hold their water, you know, and you you almost, you almost want to say, Hey man, don't quit your day job. You know, I, I personally, I can't stand reading any kind of political article in Rolling Stone only because it's completely one-sided. It's oh, well, so yeah. slanted. Of course. Ju- yeah, it just it's it's just it's painful. It's painful where you're just like, "Ugh. Just stick to music and shut up." You just feel like they're <laughs> preaching, they're being preachy about any it, it doesn't it's not necessarily just politics, you know what I mean? Right. So, I guess that's what we're saying. So, all right, whatever. You know, we're, we've been bashing Rolling Stone for about 40 minutes but i'm <laughs> however i will i will i will say this if you're gonna do a comedy issue you should probably have judd apatow guest edit it yes absolutely so way to go there <laughs> vanity fair way to get uh somebody somebody that is in the know and then it will at least uh you know help you out with maybe some of these you know lesser named or lesser known names that uh, should make a splash on Vanity Fair. Maybe never got the chance or would never think they would get the chance to be in Vanity Fair. Judd right. Apatow will uh, help you out with that. So and Make us make us proud, Judd. Do it. Do it up, sir. All right. Uh, now, Ellen DeGeneres is receiving the Mark Twain Prize in Humor. Uh, this is a huge honor. Past award winners included Bob Newhart, Steve Martin, Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby. I mean, just the who's who, Mount Rushmore, if you will, of of comedians. And now Ellen DeGeneres gets it. I, is she she's is she a friend of the show? She absolutely is a friend of the show. I mean, I don't know her personally, but I like her. Okay, I, I'm I've never really gotten her. I, I I mean, I get it. I know it's the stuff that she's been able to do, but. And I don't know. I'll hear your thoughts I mean, first. I, I mean, come on. She she has really done a lot to kind of, uh, you know, she, she's she's progressed the, t- the television sitcom quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I mean, not to harp on the fact that, you know, she's gay and she came out. I mean, she came out, she was a stand-up comedian, and, and she had the show years and years ago. She came out at a time when nobody was coming out. Uh, so that took balls. And, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, of her show or of her stand-up, but, I mean, I kind of it's kind of like the Elvis Presley thing. Like, do I like Elvis's music? No. Uh, do I respect what he did for rock and roll and, and music? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about Ellen. I mean, I mean, Will Ferrell, I mean, I love Will Ferrell, but I mean, Will Ferrell got it last year. Yeah. That's a little, was it, was it his time to get it? I mean, I, I don't think so. Right. When you say Newhart and Steve Martin and Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby, shit, Will Ferrell doesn't belong in that list. Not yet. I mean, no, not yet. And I don't think ever uh, to be honest with you, you know, I love Will Ferrell, but I, he's not, he's not. Richard Pryor, shit. No, he's not. I don't understand. I okay. I, I maybe he's, I don't understand the criteria for winning one of these. I mean, I don't know that there's any you know official criteria. I just think they look for uh, a seasoned uh, comedic actor or stand-up who um, you know who has done more than just 
make funny shows or, you know, be funny. Somebody who's meant something to the culture, somebody who has shaped the way people think a little bit. You know, I, I, I think, you know, it's, it's basically an icon award. It's, it's, that's why I don't think Will Ferrell. Um, I mean, I don't have the full list in here. I'm sure there's a few other questionable uh, people in there, but you know, Steve Martin, Bob Newhart, Pryor, Bill Cosby. I mean, these are people who who definitely shaped, uh, you know, the landscape of of the entertainment world. And and Ellen, I mean, has has certainly done that. Yeah, I, and and like you said, you don't have the full list, but I would be curious to see what other females were there or aren't Tina I think I think Tina Fey got one okay I think that was slightly controversial at the time as well only because she was she's so young Uh uh-huh um yeah I just think they well I'm just I'm just curious if they if the list includes well first of all do they do they award this posthumously or no they um (laughs) I don't know if they do as a rule however George Carlin got it uh, after he died okay he was um it was announced that he was what they do they i mean they announce it months and months before the thing happens so they announced that he was going to get it and then he died right see because i i would say as far as who's on the list female wise i mean you definitely you have to look at gilda radner even like somebody like madeline khan you know these people i think as females uh progress you know deserve this kind of award right here we go i have i have the full list you ready they only started in 98 so i'm just gonna read i'm gonna read them all this so this is an order from 98 to 2012 richard Pryor, jonathan winters carl reiner Whoopi goldberg bob newhart lily tomlin lauren michaels steve martin neil simon the what the writer yeah, uh, Billy Crystal, George Carlin, Bill Cosby, Tina Fey, Will Ferrell, and then Ellen. So all you really have is Whoopi, Lily, and Tina. Okay, yeah. See, Carol Burnett. Where, where you know, where's Carol Burnett in that? You know. Yeah, that's fucked up. There's, a, there's a. I don't know the criteria. I, whatever. This it just seems. I mean, I don't think there. Like I said, I don't think there's like a an official criteria. I mean, um, it just yeah, seems yeah, that's, kind that's of true. Random. Where is um, Carol Burnett or or even like Mary Tyler Moore? Sure, absolutely, and if that's especially and and those people, those two people, those two names that we just mentioned, I, you know, yeah, Ellen did great things for uh, gay rights and as was a big gay right, gay rights activist, but at the same time for their day uh carol burnett and mary Mary tyler moore were also big advocates and big uh you know um, groundbreakers absolutely their shows their particular shows went so yeah it's you know whatever i'm cool with it that's really interesting I'd, i'd love to know and you would think that they would get to them first i mean not to be morbid but like before they die true yeah yeah and uh and and also too um uh the Carol Burnett show is um uh celebrating an anniversary and uh, forgive me I can't remember the actual anniversary but uh they're releasing the entire yep. series uh you know to the public and 
what a better, what a great time. I mean, what great timing it would be if she got this, you know, in, in, in this place, just because, uh, you know, it's great for the show, but also uh, it, it introduces another new generation to, you know, her comedy and her comedy is, is unbelievable. I mean, that, that show, <laughs> uh, that show is still funny. I mean, if you, if you ever get a chance, there's a lot of clips on YouTube, do yourself a favor, watch a, a couple of clips from the Carol Burnett show, uh, Carol Burnett, Vicky Lawrence, um, Tim, is it Conroy? No. Conway. Conway. Conroy. Conway. Conway. Um, the, uh, I mean, the three of them alone are, are just phenomenal. There's, you know, of course there's other, other, uh, people that are in it, but, uh, just the three of them are, are, are just phenomenal and funny, funny, funny. So, yeah, I, I, whatever. That's <laughs> this is why I'm not. This is why I'm doing a podcast, folks. I what what what, what the fuck do I know? Here is here is the um their official uh, description of the prize. The Mark Twain Prize recognizes people who have had an impact on American society in ways similar to the distinguished 19th century novelist and essayist best known as Mark Twain. Yeah. So there you go. That really doesn't change anything. Yeah, no, it's, you know, very general. They just, they, they're looking for somebody who is uh, first a, a a humorist and second, somebody who, you know, has, has shaped the way people think a little bit. Yep, there you go. All right, well. What about Norm from Cheers? George Went? Yeah, yeah he, he, should, should, he, should he should be, be in, in there. there. Sure. He's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> how about how about chevy chase how about chevy chase can you imagine him he would just like take a shit on the stage <laughs> but there is a uh, a new york daily news article all about it and uh, you can probably find out more on uh, last spin as well right absolutely yes you can because this is where you go for all things comedy let's end with a little bit of audio shall we so Sean Patton has a new album out. Who's Sean Patton? Uh, I have never heard of Sean Patton. I Sean would like Patton, to know more about Sean Patton. Sean Patton is a comedian. Okay. Uh, he does comedy. <laughs> now he's is Sean Patton uh, is a is a ve- is a very good comic. He's been kind of uh, bubbling under the surface for I'd say the last two to three years. His his name's always kind of tossed around with. Uh, you know, the newer generation of up and coming, uh, comics. And, um, so it's cool that he's finally got, uh, a full set on, uh, on, on record. It's called standard operating procedure. You should definitely check it out. And, uh, yeah, I thought we would listen to this. I picked this track because it's interesting. Um, because people always, um, you know, talk about, uh, airplane material as being hacky because I mean, the thing is, is, uh, almost every comedian has airplane jokes because they're always on airplanes. Um, and so I, I always think it takes a lot of talent to make airplane jokes. Brian Regan does it very well too, by the way, uh, to make airplane jokes work. And this is a, a really good example of that. I flew to Los Angeles once. I'm not going to say it was recently. It was not recently, but I flew here and the pilot during the takeoff, it was very turbulent, very frightening. Very scary, very bumpy. The pilot got on and said, folks, we apologize. You can tell there's a little shake off during takeoff here. But we're going to try and make it up to you during the landing when we'll be sanding. 
And I give him credit. The entire cabin was like, what the fuck? Like, confused. So everyone kind of forgot about the terrifying turbulence. And I give him credit there. And then the flight leveled out. Everything was cool. He got back on. This was like half an hour later. He goes, folks, your co-pilot doesn't seem to think that you guys got my little joke back there. That he doesn't think it's funny himself, so maybe I should explain. When I said sanding in, refer- in reference to the landing, I was saying the landing was going to be smooth, like something that was recently sanded. <laughs> and, then, and, and then more, and then... So, uh, as you could probably tell, I'm not a comedian. I'm just a pilot. <laughs> But any of you, if any of you back there are comedians on your way to Los Angeles to make it big, feel free to use that one. I, I just did. Thank you. Thank you, U.S. Airways. Thank you, all the airlines, for all your years of comedy material. The one thing I do like about that is if that plane would have crashed... On the black box, it would have been an argument about whether or not a joke were like first, you know, like that's not even funny. Rhyming isn't funny. Bullshit, it's hilarious. And then, oh God, the engine, you know, but like the. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, good stuff. So very cool. There you go. Sean Patton and his new album, Standard Operating Procedure, out now. Go get it out now. It's out now. All right, man. So uh, we're done. Give the plugs. Guys, follow us on Twitter at LaughSpin.com. We're on the old Facebook. We're also on Pinterest if you're into looking at pretty pictures. And, and, and we're on the, on the Tumblr. The kids love the Tumblr. If anybody knows, uh, if anybody could make GIFs. Is that how you pronounce it? GIFs? 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 If, any, if, any, if there's any LaughSpin fans out there, who basically sit in front of a computer all day and make memes and look at memes and make gifs? Uh, get in touch with me. I'm at Dylan at Laughspin.com. We could we could maybe use your services and not pay you at all. All right. Yeah. Slave labor. Love it. Love it. Uh, you can check me out on MastersOfNone.com, my other podcast. And you can get in touch with me if you'd like about oh I don't know God knows what and tell me how awesome Ellen DeGeneres is perhaps Mike at mastersofnone.com uh, we appreciate you listening to us there and also here the Laugh Spin Podcast Dylan we'll see you next week buddy okay bye see ya